Welcome to Third Way Thinking, brought to you by Reverend Ryan Kennedy and Gargi Agawala. This podcast is designed to help you do life better and find heart-led solutions to everyday obstacles and struggles. Welcome, everyone. We're glad you're joining us, and today we have a an interesting topic that I think you all are going to uh, find fascinating. We want to talk about detachment and discuss its power and its purpose in our lives. And here's the thing about detachment. In fact, when I just said that word, uh, many of you, if you're like me, you went to the negative, right? Detachment. Oh, that's a bad thing. We should do less detachment. Detachment carries all these negative things in our lives. Uh, in fact, when we first started talking about this topic, that's exactly where I went. Detachment's bad. How do we not detach? How do we become more attached? Because it can be mistaken for aloofness yeah. or retracting and pulling out of life. But on the contrary, I think the detachment we're going to talk about requires even more investment and engagement in life. Yeah. So, And, and don't, don't let it be an excuse for you. There are some un, very unhealthy ways to detach. Uh, Ryan can do a great job at detaching from things when they get hard. That's not the kind of detaching we're talking about. That's not the detachment we want to explore today. Uh, the one we want to explore today uh, comes from... Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh. Some of you all have read him. He is a great thinker and writer and explore his stuff because he has something to say. Uh, and so now I want to throw it over to Gargi to help us think through these ideas he gives us to think about detachment in healthy ways. So he starts off really by saying that detachment requires a really complete and mature and almost an advanced form of love that most of us have not experienced from others, uh, let alone have the ability to perform because detachment's really a stretch goal because it requires us to move past our own fears, expectations, desired outcome and personal gain and actually love more deeply and unconditionally. So here's the third way thinking in that. that The word detachment suggests running away but actually it requires us to love more deeply and unconditionally. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So it it brings us deeper into relationships rather than further. I mean, when we hear it again, we think of isolation. That's and aloofness, yeah. yeah. And this is something different. So maybe the distinction there is not to confuse it with disconnection. Detachment is not to disconnect. Right, right. It's actually to connect deeper. So here are the four forms of um, detachment that Thich Nhat Hanh speaks of. And again, I love them because they are rooted in moving towards and not moving away. So the first one is Maitri. Maitri actually means friendship. And It's the foundation of all true love, not just romantic love, but every form of love that any of us can experience in our lives. So here are some uh, words of wisdom from him. He says, we have to use language more carefully. Love is a beautiful word. We have to restore its meaning. And the primary meaning of love is friendship. Mm. So just think about that. Think about all the relationships you have and the ones that are really true and deep will be rooted in friendship. Yeah. Say the word again so others can learn this word. <laughs> I, I love words, and this is such a fun one to say. And this actually is the word that we use in the dialect I speak, which is Marathi. Yeah. So Maitri means friend. It's it, To have a Maitri is to have a friend. 
So it's, yeah. So if y'all are wondering how to spell that, that's M A I T R I. Maitri. Maitri, yeah. I love it. So let's look at that a little deeper. In friendship, it's essential to listen deeply and openly. And what we do is we offer the other person what they really need, not what we need or our ego wants to give. So in true friendship, we offer what makes the other person happy. So here the detachment may come in giving another things like safety or comfort or just simple acceptance. And detaching from this egotistic need to force or control, even if we don't agree in the moment. How often do you not agree with a friend? For me, all the time. But we don't lead with that in friendship. There seems to be a different rule of engagement that we lead with softness or acceptance or kindness. Yeah. And it, it involves a bit of sacrifice. I mean, when you have that deep friendship, your uh, sacrificing becomes more natural, becomes easier. And um, sacrifice without resentment. Yes. It's oh, that's like good. a natural, a softer sacrifice. It almost comes from that place of deep love. Yeah. Because that being true relationship, you do have to, there are sacrifices to be made. Well, I think sacrifice and detachment are exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. In the sacrifice, you detach yeah. from needing it your way, from needing the outcome. In fact, when, I, um, when I'm asked to do a wedding, yesterday I was asked to do a wedding. Um, I'm doing several of them this summer and fall. But I always like to meet with a couple at least three times. And we talk about that. So we don't, I, now I have a new word I can use to describe this thing. But the importance of sacrificing in relationship. You, you have to do this. If you think you're going to get day. through in healthy relationships and just always go about it your way and you're going to see it your way and you're going to convince that person why your way is the right way and you're never going to give, those relationships don't work. Those relationships end in what we call divorce. Uh, so this stuff is so important to have healthy relationships. So the second one from Thich Nhat Hanh, he says the second form of true detachment is karuna. Karuna means compassion. And when we offer compassion, we can do it from the perspective of, I like to say, being a lighthouse, shining light to a struggling boat. We don't have to be on the floundering boat to offer true compassion. Mm -hmm. Because often we can think, okay, for me to really be compassionate or to truly feel what you're feeling, I have to get on this sinking ship with you. I don't think that's the best place for us to offer guidance, support, and help. I think if we are the lighthouse, shining the light or helping guide the struggling boat, we do much better. And I think that's the kind of compassion he talks about here. We don't have to be able to take pain away. We just have to be there without getting hung up on the outcome and maybe helping the person in their floundering boat to not get so hung up on the outcome. That's beautiful. Karuna. Can I spell that one for the mm-hmm. listeners? Yeah. For those of you that take notes, I know some of you are out there. K-A-R-U-N-A, and it means compassion. But it's the kind of detached compassion. It's being available, but not needing an outcome. That's how I interpret it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to think about that one. That one's a good one. Um when we're too attached to the situation, compassion is actually harder. When we're too attached to what the outcome is going to be, here's the best way I can think of it. 
I used to be a die-hard Pac-Man player. <laughs> die-hard. It was in my seminary days. I'd get on the laptop, and when I wanted to zone out from a paper or, or reading that book, I'd get on and play Pac-Man. And the beautiful, here was the beautiful thing I learned about You're showing Pac-Man. your age now. I know, I know. I, I grew up in the 80s. I'm an 80s kid, all right? <laughs> when I would play Pac-Man, the more I would try to, to beat the level, the more I would really zone in and try to beat Pac-Man, I, I could never do it. You know, the, <laughs> I'm showing my not only my age, but my, my hobbies here. The more I would detach, zone out, and think about something else, the more I would actually think about the content of that paper I was writing, hmm. all of a sudden I'm on level 12, 13, 14, 15, because I was detaching from the outcomes of Pac-Man and how I was going to zone into this thing. I was zoning in by zoning out. Beautiful. I was attaching by detaching. Yeah. Pac-Man is Karuna. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> so the third one is mudita. Mudita means joy. Mudita. Your favorite word in the world, Ryan, is yes. joy. And in truly letting go, you practice mudita and joy. And it's the kind that arises when others find happiness. And it has little or nothing to do with you. Hmm. This is a tough kind of joy for me. I'm a possessive, slightly jealous individual with my friendships. And it's the kind of joy that challenges jealousy of someone you love or having love for because it means that they're getting joy despite you. That joy doesn't come from anything you're doing and you just get to watch them in joy, in relationship with something outside of you. Yeah. I find that one hard. Yeah, because it totally takes us out of the picture and we just get to participate in life. We don't have to lead it. We don't have to be the ones driving it. We get to sit back and watch others experience joy. And that has a profound way of giving us joy. If we let it, if we're able to let go of, wait a minute, you mean I'm not the one creating this? You mean I'm not the wizard behind the scenes? Yeah, that's that's letting that's go of the one. control and the ego and the... What do we call that? Mudita. Yeah. M-U-D-I-T-A. Mudita. And the final one is Upeksha. Upeksha means equanimity. So it's a love without discrimination. No favorites. So an obvious example here would be with your children, my children, um, and making sure that each of your kids feel loved equally, that they feel seen equally, that they feel heard equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans says, if your love has attachment, discrimination, prejudice, or clinging in it, it is not true love. Hmm. This again, this is the real crux of detachment, that you don't discriminate, you don't have clinging in your love, you don't have prejudice and judgment uh, I really feel this is a mature and up-leveled way of thinking about love. And Han says that without this, without this quality to our love, our love tends to become possessive and it's just another vehicle for the ego. So we have to let what we love go. And if it was ours, it always comes back. And if it doesn't, I don't think it was ever ours in the first place. So providing others freedom is essential to love and to detachment. Um, seeing others more like the breeze or a butterfly that needs to move and risk dying rather than being a boulder that stays static and safe. So I think we can tend to want people we love or the things we love to be this static boulder that stays safe and where we can see it and where we can control it and provide boundaries. 
But Han says that love should be more like a butterfly or the breeze that needs to move in flow and it needs to risk dying. It needs movement and freedom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and for me, that detachment is, the, the key word is allowing, to allow. Massive. Uh, in the same way that you would release a butterfly into the air from your hands, you know, holding it upwards with a smile and with hope, uh, not knowing its path or its destiny, but joyously wishing it safe passage, adventure and beauty in its life. And without any of the clinging that has to do with you. Yeah, yeah. And that takes great love and great heart and compassion. And these are all um, tied closely together because at the end of the day, it is about letting go. And, and all of these four forms of detachment actually allow us to live more openly. I mean, I think that's the goal, right? Let go, not so you can detach in healthy ways, but let go so that you can be more open to the depth that life has to offer. And I'm reminded too, um, sometimes we get stuck in relationships. We tell ourselves, this relationship must go on forever. And I encounter a lot, lot of people who live this way. I was talking to someone just the other day and she was telling me, she was going through this um, this um, social media relationship with a friend and something had gone awry in the relationship and she said, I've been friends with her for 20 years. We've right. been friends for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And when she started talking about it, it was like, no, 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 you, you haven't been best friends for 20 years. You were best friends 20 years ago, but that relationship has changed and transformed and it doesn't mean it has to be bad. See, we want to put it in the categories of this relationship is now bad or this relationship is good. People change and evolve and grow and some friendships aren't meant to last forever. There's a time and a season and then we let that friendship go simply because parties have changed, circumstances have changed and there's nothing wrong with that. But we get stuck and say, no, no, I've been friends and we need to be friends for the next 20 years we and get, you're going to be my best friend and we're going to cling. Right, we get unhealthy. caught up in this legacy thing. We start saying how many years have you been in my life and therefore um, it's not necessarily a measure of value I often my analogy is it's I think of life as a train and people get on and off my train yes at different stops and different times and some people will be on my train forever I hope and some people won't the certain stops that they get on at and certain stops yeah. that they might get off at and this and is that different is than the journey. This is not the crazy train, right? You've talked about the Talk, crazy train. No, this is this is the this life is the garden train. train. The All life right. train. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the life journeying, because that's what it is, right? Your train takes you on a journey, and there are different passengers and different people on your train. All of our trains at different times of our life. And again, I think that goes to this idea of releasing that butterfly. Yeah. So the lady you're speaking about, I think, she needs to release that it, friendship totally. too. And release it without resentment, um, because that's the hard part. How do we release it and then not hold in all this negative? It doesn't get rid of those categories of good and bad and right and wrong. This is about third way thinking. But that's why this concept of detachment is so interesting, because it requires deep love Yeah. Yes. in order to detach. Yeah. You have to love that person enough and yourself enough. Yeah. That's good stuff. This is hard stuff, though. And again, if this if this wasn't hard, we wouldn't be talking about it. This is some hard stuff. Gargi, would you lead us in a meditation about detachment? Let's do it. So closing the eyes, breathing in from your belly up to the middle of your eyebrows. 
Breathing out, sending your breath from the center of your eyebrows down to your belly button. Inhaling up from the belly, all the way to the eyebrows, and exhaling down from the eyebrows. Softening your body as you breathe up and down slowly from these two points. Belly button to eyebrows, eyebrows to belly button. Keep with that soft rhythmic breath, settling inwards and setting your thoughts, worries and agendas down. Only breathe through the body and down the body. Notice the body relaxing, quietening and slowing. Where do you need to allow in your life? What do you need to let go of? Let the situation come up without moving into thinking or analyzing. Just let it be and ask what kind of human being do I need to be? To be is an action being beautiful rather than looking beautiful, being calm rather than appearing calm, being love rather than needing love. That is true detachment. Detach the burdens that aren't yours, the ones you are carrying for someone else, thinking that it's loving to do so. See if you can literally see them detaching from your body. Detach the beliefs and judgments that constrict you so that you can freely love what is right in front of you, not what you think it should be or how it should be. Inhale and draw in that quality of love that friendship is. A friendship with yourself, a friendship without chains, as free as a bird to fly where it will, as high as it will, or as low as it wants. Filling your body in every cell with allowing, with acceptance, with equanimity and joy. Letting go of your expectations, letting go of your demands. And just now in this moment, let go of your control. Just rest in the peace that true detachment brings. Detachment is to float, to flow, to trust, and to be free. Free for more energy, more enthusiasm, more miracles. Just notice how you feel. Feel for the lightness of being radiating within you and outside of you. 
take a nice big inhale in. Sigh like breath out. One more, fill the lungs. Exhale and release. Opening the eyes and letting a smile spread across your face. Thank you for that, Gorgi. And let me remind you all listeners out there, these meditations are something you can constantly revisit. They're on podcast, so SoundCloud, iTunes. All you have to do is hit the rewind button and you can come back to this because the truth is we have to come back to this stuff. It doesn't just click one time and you get it and you go on and live a perfectly detached, detached in the most healthy sense, a detached life. It's something we have to constantly revisit and come back to. So come back to this one. Come back when you need it. And my brothers from other mothers and sisters from other misters, today may you live healthily. Go and detach. Let go so you can love more deeply. And join us next time for more Third Way Thinking.